For millennia, humans have had one constant trait. The ability and desire to tell stories. Now these stories have been used to cope with the ever-changing world that they've come to. The, the work to explain the unexplainable and invoke emotions in each other. Um, you, know, you have stories that deal with creation, romance, humor, even fables. Uh, we depend on these stories for entertainment and opportunities to learn. Now the common factor, however, between all these various tales lies in the underlying tone of fear. Now fear is probably the number one reason we tell stories to begin with. We use this fear to provide understanding for the unknown or to stir the feelings of unease in someone. Fear is a driving force in many of our stories. In romance, you have the fear of rejection or not being good enough. In dramas, there are action scenes and fights that are all driven on that need for survival and fear. Even in comedies, we have this just hint of fear of uh, in between the laughter, all these people telling jokes worried, is it going to fall flat? Am I going to be made a fool of? We use these tales and we come up with these stories to conquer all our fears. Now sometimes we do put these fears in the spotlight. We make them the star of these stories. Because for as long as we've had tales and legends, we've also had horror stories. We tell these tales of the thing in the woods, the ghosts in our closets, the monsters in the depths of the oceans or the furthest reaches of the skies, the caves. The mediums we've used to paint these figurative terrors has also changed over the years. We've spoken word has given way to the pen and paper. The radio shows turn to TV and horror movies. And even these have become quick internet videos. It's here that we begin our journey through the ages. We explore how humans have explained their fears, faced them, and either conquered or been consumed by them. Now, as technology has grown, we have adapted our way of communicating with our fellow humans. Many of the campfire tales we would share on cold, dark nights became a narrative told through things like found footage or you know, even just forum stories about larger-than-life experiences that have just the slightest hint of reality. Now, while there are a vast majority of stories we can pull from and we will get to, one figure does stand among them. He haunts us with his cold, blank visage. And what started as a simple, albeit creepy, picture on a website has become a new creature whose name has become synonymous with the woods and that feeling of being watched. He's been in the news, he's been in video games, and he's traveled from word of mouth to your ears. He is the one they call Slenderman. So grab a warm drink for this cool night. Lock the doors. Check under the bed and in the closet. Settle into your favorite seat and listen closely. It's time for another fairy tale.
Once upon a time, a girl wakes unexpectedly and lies in her bed, trying to remember what woke her so violently. Frustrated, she checks the time on her phone. 3 a.m. Great. She resolves to herself that sleep won't be happening and heads to the kitchen for a hot cup of coffee. As she makes her way to the kitchen, she passes by the front door. A chill spreads down her spine. She shivers involuntarily, convincing herself it's the winter chill in the air. The coffee pot hums and sputters out the wonderful dark liquid. Yet it's not enough to keep her mind from wandering. A lost dream haunts her and the chill from the door, locked tight and as boring as always, keeps her nerves and muscles tense. Coffee done and in her favorite cup, she makes her way back to her room. Step after step moves her closer to the front door. The chill intensifies. A decision is made. Out of curiosity, she presses her hand against the cold door and places her eye against the peephole. Her breathing stopped. At first she can only see an inky blackness. She blinks, surprised, and the blackness dissipates. In its place stands a man. At least she thinks it's a man. Its arms hang limp and long against its body, its legs as long as tree trunks. That's what she thinks at first. Maybe it's just a tree, and she's confused from her fatigue. Then she notices the suit, black and unreal. Her gaze travels up its long body and comes to the creature's face, or the lack of one, as if her mind has blurred it to protect itself. The girl shoves herself away from the door with her free hand, the coffee in her other flying and scalding her bald legs. Ignoring the burning pain, she scrambles away from the door, the chill once more racing through her body. Tendrils of black emptiness snake through the cracks of the door and cause it to swing open slowly. Panic overtakes her as she races back to the room, legs on fire. The creak of the door finishes as she throws a look over her shoulder, both not wanting to see and drawn to know what is chasing her. She screams, trips, and cracks her chin on a table. Darkness consumes her. The Legend of Slenderman would be considered a digital folktale. Now this is due to his ability to change and adapt in storytelling over the years. Um, to start, we'll define the three aspects of a folktale, which includes collectivity, meaning that it's created by a collective or a group rather than a single individual, variability, meaning that the story changes depending on the teller, and performance, meaning that the storyteller's narrative changes to reflect the responses of his or her audience. 
so in this regards the slender man is similar to a lot of campfire stories or urban legends and of course the character's success comes from enabling both social interaction and personal acts of creative expression back in 2009 in the something awful forum a post was created by victor surge uh, it was two pictures with captions uh, showing a some old-timey looking black and white photos with this creature in the back a tall man kind of dressed to, in, in black not really any descriptive clothing just this faceless creature uh, the first picture says we didn't want to go we didn't want to kill them but his persistent silence and outstretched arms horrified and comforted us at the same time in 1983 photographer unknown the other was one of two recovered photographs from the sterling city library blaze notable for being taken the day which 14 children vanished and for what is referred to as the slender man deformity cited as film defects by officials fire at library occurred one week later actual photograph confiscated as evidence 1986 photographer Mary Thompson missing since June 13th 1986 so with these two photos on this one post it just started this surge of new information and everybody wanting to jump on this and and contribute creating that collective that folktale mentality of you hear the tale the first time and you have to add on to it or change the facts to try to really make it your own uh, the figure of Slenderman himself is described as being tall uh, blank face there's usually tendrils appearing on his body He's always wearing a suit and tie. Some people have argued over how many limbs he has, how they appear, but his, his clothing and his face are always the same. Blank face, black suit, nothing deviating from that. Uh, there are stories and reports in which he can teleport and some which he might be able to read minds. And these are the examples of how the narrative has changed and adapted to depending on what people want to do. Now the Slenderman character himself is, is similar to uh, fairies and a lot of other kind of hidden woodland creatures that people would talk about and discuss and you know they would create these tales about these mythical things that nobody could really see unless it wanted you to see and that's kind of how Slenderman works. He, he hides, he's, he's part of the fear of the unknown in the woods of you know something ready to take us away on a, just a whim. Uh, he's been inspired by works of H.P. Lovecraft, uh, Stephen King, and his, his Myth series, uh, William S. Burroughs. There's video games like Silent Hill uh, with creatures in the fog ready to, again, take you away. Now, shortly after 
Victor Surge created this creature. Of, uh, there was a huge influx of different origin stories, different tales, different stories like the one you heard previously. Uh, a gentleman, a user by the name of Throw Up, created a story describing the Slenderman's origins dating all the way back to 16th century Germany. And multiple posts and stories and, and forum comments have been created to show that the character of the Slenderman has been changed over the you know past you know, 500 years or so um, which is crazy to think because we have this defining feature where he is created in in 2009 um, after these stories started coming out that's when more people took interest in it and it's actually a YouTube uh, video blog uh, titled Marble Hornets that decided to run with it. They they described the story of Slenderman as uh, belonging to this college student who was trying to create a documentary and he, he happened to find this footage of this game that people were playing, this augmented reality game um, that highlighted the Slenderman and put him into the, the perspective of everybody. Uh, these were followed by a few more movies called Every Man Hybrid and Tribe 12. So the, the, soon the written media and the, the pictures became visual media. Um, video games followed after that. Uh, the first was a, a basic app called Slender 8 Pages, uh, consisting of a player running through the woods. Uh, if they found all eight pages, they you know, won the game, but uh, the more pages they found, the more Slenderman could follow them and pop up and uh, depended on a lot of jump scares for that. Uh, there was a sequel to that that actually gained a lot more fame called Slender the Arrival. Uh, this was featured uh, not only on phone apps, iPhone, things like that, but uh, Xbox, a Steam game. Um, so it was a, a bigger piece of media than the first one. Um, and there was actually uh, a talks of a, a movie, a couple common licenses uh, form for this but there was a movie called always watching a marble hornet story um, it was a real big movie it was released to video on demand so you can see how just from this one entry this this creature has invaded each aspect of popular culture and and uh, the collective mindset of this now, uh, five months after his creation, uh, George Norrie's Coast to Coast AM, it was a radio call-in show uh, devoted to the paranormal and conspiracy theories, began receiving callers asking about the Slender Man. Five months. Uh, two years later, an article in the Minneapolis Star Tribune described his origins as difficult to pinpoint. Its creator has commented that many people, despite understanding that the Slenderman was created on the Something Awful forums back in 2009, they still entertained the possibility that he might be real. Uh, and you look at this and you just wonder how something like this could happen in a age of digital technology and digital information where everything is so easy to access and you know you put in slenderman you can find all this information about where it originally started and yet it has this grip on us that this could be real this you don't know where these people got this information from 
and so you know this is again an example of how this is a, a folk tale this is something that people have come to regard as could this be truth or could this be fake um, of course the Slenderman being so deeply ingrained to popular culture it's uh, been featured in many different other forms of media uh, the 2000 or the tw TV series of Supernatural did parody the Slenderman as the Thin Man in a 2014 episode of the same name uh, 2011 Marcus Notch person uh, he's the creator of the sandbox indie game Minecraft uh, he did add a new hostile mob to the game which he re named Enderman when multiple users on Reddit commented on the similarity to the Slender Man. Uh, he was also the antagonist of a 2013 Lost Girl episode, Subterfanian, uh, which the Slenderman was said to be the basis for the Pied Piper legend. Again, going back to the roots of the Slenderman taking children and, and leading them off, uh, you know, that big fear of the unknown and what could happen. Unfortunately, the popularity of the Slenderman what, it hasn't always been positive. A um, couple cases uh, here recently. An unidentified woman from Cincinnati, Ohio, uh, told a TV reporter in June 2014 that her 13-year-old daughter had attacked her with a knife and written macabre fiction, some involving the Slenderman, who the mother said motivated the attack. Uh, then again, on September 4, 2014, a 14-year-old girl in Port Ritchie, Florida, allegedly set her family's house on fire while her mother and 9-year-old brother were inside. Police reported that the teenager had been reading online stories about the Slender Man. And then in May of 2014, two 12-year-old girls stabbed a 12-year-old classmate, telling the authorities that Slenderman was watching them, he could read their minds, and he told them to commit murder to act as proxies for him, and they felt that if they didn't listen to him, he would hurt their families. Now, both claim, girls claimed to be mentally ill and were not in control of their actions. They were put through numerous psychiatric evaluation. They were put in front of multiple courts. Uh, lawyers tried to claim that, you know, if one girl was leading the other, that they had no idea what they were actually doing. Um, but they were tried as adults. But fortunately, in this case, their victim did survive and the attackers were found to be guilty and sentenced up to 65 years in mental hospitals. So while considered new in the folktale community, there are few other monsters that have made such an impact in such a short period of time. Fear has such a power over everyone, and collective hysteria can make even the most simple of origins become legends. Fairy Tales is a podcast dedicated to exploring how human fears have manifested in folk tales, urban legends, and visual media. It is written and produced by me, Paul Dennis. Music in this episode was produced by Peter Billy Larson and Kevin McLeod under a Creative Commons license. New episodes will be released every Wednesday. If you do enjoy the show, please feel free to subscribe on your favorite podcast app as well as rate and review, because every bit of feedback is valuable to me, and I will be sure to give you a shout out on a future episode. And be sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at FearyTales13. That's Fury, F E A R Y T A L E S 1 3. And remember, the oldest and strongest emotion of mankind is fear. 
And the oldest and strongest kind of fear is fear of the unknown. H.P. Lovecraft